listeners, and welcome to our podcast. It's called Cosplay and Cocktails, and I'm Jessie, as always. As always. And this is Paige. Hey, what's up, Jessie? Uh, you know, not much. Yeah. Just recording a podcast with you, pal. Yeah, that's what we do. It's We drink and we record a podcast together. Pretty much. That's what this is called. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, Jessie, we got any nerd news today? Do we? I don't think so. I don't think we do. Hmm. Uh-uh. Slow goings in the nerd news. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we're out in nerd news. Fresh out. That's one of the downsides to, uh, we mentioned on a previous episode, maybe a couple previous episodes, that we sometimes do have to record just with the way that the world is now. Several episodes in the span of two or three days and then just release them over a longer amount of time. Which I don't think we're the only ones so, doing that. No, it's just, you know, the only way we can do it safely. Right. Um, well, and, and just we live se- right, we live right. in separate towns, uh-huh. so. So, uh, yeah, the one downside of that is that uh, it's weird about time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there might be nerd news by the time this comes right, out and we just... Probably, yeah. Past us, don't we don't know about right. it yet. Yeah, we can always go back and add it. Yeah, we so apologize may, if that's there. Might be an awkward like, dee 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 dee. This just in. This just in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we add <laughs> when this actually comes out. Um, cocktail corner, Jesse. You I made us made cocktails. A new cocktail, yeah. Again, we've been trying to at least like try an interesting wine if we're not going to, or be better about giving cocktails that aren't just you know like. Bloody Mary or, you know, not that there's anything wrong with Bloody Mary, but, um, I think we have one for a future episode some now. Twists, we what? got a new recipe. Oh yeah. 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 Um, we should look for that gin today. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's just a cost cocktail I invented. Uh, it's a play on like a rum sunrise, uh, similar to a te- uh, tequila sunrise, but it's a little more, uh, tropical. I used... Uh, it's actually coconut water rum. It's so good. Uh, I thought it's. I think it's pretty good. I think it's better than like traditional. Co- I like regular coconut rum, but this seems a little less sweet to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just some coconut water rum, and uh, orange juice and grenadine, in um, a tiki mug, garnished with fruit of your choice. I use pineapple and cherries. I really like. Pineapple Forgot there was cherries in here. Yeah, there should be two cherries down the bottom. Hold on, be right back. <laughs> Now all you guys hear clinking. Clink, clink, clink. Yeah, so that's our cocktail of the episode. Um, I believe you have a ditty to sing to uh, me. Oh, yeah. It's time for our favorite segment, my favorite segment. I'm going to play the, uh, this is my new banjo ukulele. For wonder why it's a little bit twangier today. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to play it live. Next again. I want you to play it on a flutophone. Uh, I don't have a flutophone. I can oh. play it on my melodica. Okay, that's fair. Harmonica. One of my uh, accordions. Hotel, motel, holiday in. Something's on my mind. That means question time. I'm gonna ask you a question. There we go. All right. Uh, so my question for again, remember, listeners. Uh, one of the things that we'll mention in the outro uh, when I'm asking, I'm asking all of you. It's the collective you. Uh, we want to try to encourage as much participation as possible because uh, we want to get to know you guys, our listeners. Uh, um, so yeah, anyway, we want to know the, who you are. Yeah. So the question for this episode is, so in the Harry Potter fandom, right, there's a love potion called Amortentia, I think is how it's said. Uh, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced that's okay. right. But uh, it's a love potion, right? And the smell of it 
like each person experiences it differently, right? They smell it as like their favorite smell mm-hmm. or like a mixture of their favorite smells. So what would that potion smell like for you? It would smell like the beach. Ocean air. Yeah. I love the smell of ocean air. It's really polluted though now, the ocean. Like, but the, like- I mean, like, I'm not saying like go sniff the ocean, but I'm saying the, the ocean air. I am saying go sniff the ocean. <laughs> Listeners... If that's not the name of this episode, <laughs> go, go sniff, sniff the, the ocean. ocean. Uh, no, like, I don't know. Like, when you get to, like, a, a town in I'm just going to start playing, like, Florida. Like, like, a, like a southern crime podcast. I'm just going to be strumming a banjo. In the background the whole time? We'll see how that goes. So, like, you get to, like, a, 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 a town that there is an ocean, you know, it's an ocean town. And you get there and you, like, and you just smell it. You smell the difference in the air. And I love, I love the beach. I love the ocean. Um, and I just like that smell. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite love uh, smell? I reckon it would probably be um, rose. Yeah. And, like, unisex cologne. Like, um, the Norway Pavilion at Epcot. I think that, honestly, they... They, if you've never been to the Epcot Center, or if you just don't have a recollection of it, the Norway Pavilion in Epcot, uh, they sell, like, this Norwegian cologne. It just has a very distinct, nice, kind of clean smell. Mm-hmm. I don't really like food smells in general. Like, not for things that aren't food. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the... You don't you know, like, like, like sugar cookie candles. Mm-hmm. Or, like... Right. You know, like, apple pie. Or, right. So, yeah, I reckon it'd probably be, like, Rose and, like, Norway Pavilion scent. Like, I used to have, like, some wax melts that were called, like, Sherlock Holmes or something Mm -hmm. that I thought smelled really similar. Hmm. And I just had that candle actually smell, I think, smells pretty similar to the Norway Is that the one I got you? No, the one you got me smells good, but that's when I got my candle subscription. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so there is a question corner. Yeah. So, on today's episode, we have a really awesome interview for you. Uh, We have fellow cosplayer and costume maker Gloria, and she and her husband make up in the long run designs. Um, And, yeah, we're really excited for you to hear this interview. Enjoy. Uh, Uh, So, welcome, Gloria. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. So, the first thing we want to know is just tell us a little bit about yourself can be uh, fandom or cosplay related or just in general, anything that you want to share so we can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Um, So I'm Gloria. I'm one part of In the Long Run Designs with my husband, Mike. We live in Maryland, uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. So in the suburbs, right outside of D.C. Uh, Most of my hobbies are very crafty or creative. I knit, crochet, sewing um so uh, we do photography uh so it was kind of natural for us to get into cosplay um in terms of non-cosplay things i also ride horses uh which i've done on and off since i was uh back in elementary school awesome um so what was your first costume making experience i've seen some of your costumes and they are amazing and you like to stick with a little bit more on the historical side it seems like what was your first experience with uh costume making in general uh sure so let's see thinking back um i definitely helped my mom make me halloween costumes uh back when i was in elementary school So it's probably my first, first experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I continued making myself costumes, like nothing fancy, um, but 
you know, Halloween type costumes throughout college. Uh, I usually consider myself to have started costuming and cosplay, um, quote unquote, for real in 2006 when I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to actually sew instead of just making up random stuff as I go (laughs) along. And, uh, and I decided I was going to make a Regency era dress, uh, inspired by type pride and prejudice type stuff. And so that's what, (sighs) that's where my, that's where my heart lies. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was very inspiring for me. Um, I I was uh, like a year or two out of college. And, uh, so that's kind of where it started. And that was, like I said, back in 2006. Awesome. Okay, so this is a little bit more on theme for the podcast, but... (laughs) Yeah, do you have a favorite cocktail or mocktail or, I guess, beverage in general? Uh, Sure. So I'm not much of an alcohol drinker. Um, I I do drink sometimes, but not not very often. So my typical drink of choice is actually tea. Um, I'll drink... I'll try just about any flavored black tea. I have a cup of tea Mm -hmm. with me right now. Yeah, I'm a tea drinker Uh in general, but... um... I'm drinking uh, water and a cocktail right now. <laughs> Brunch, uh, orange juice based cocktail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very appropriate for the time of day. Right. Right. Um, okay. What is your favorite fandom? Uh, DC Comics. Um, if you guys have seen my feed, I really like uh, Batman related characters, uh, mm-hmm. especially Catwoman. Uh, yes. I think I've I counted the other day. I think I've cosplayed like nine different versions of Catwoman. Oh my god! Across like the comics, movies, all, uh, animated series, all that. <laughs> so I, I just can't get enough of that. She's got a lot of really cool costumes. Uh, that's been one of my favorites that I've done was like the um, Tim Burton, Selena Kyle, yeah, uh, ripped up into the movie, you know, and. I just that costume. I yeah, love. no, I love that <laughs> costume's great, and then she has so many cool looks in the comics. Right, and right. It's there's just so many options. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So you mentioned that your husband Mike is the other half of In the Long Run Designs, and that um, he focuses on photography. Tell us a little bit about working and creating together with your husband in the cosplaying space. Sure. So um, Mike got into photography, uh, frankly speaking, in order to take pictures at costuming events. Um, So both because I was like, oh, you know, it would be nice if you would take some nice photos of me because I can't do that (laughs) of myself. Um, And also, uh, you know, he would attend events with me. And, you know, most of the people there were folks that I knew, not that he directly knew. So he wanted to, like, have something to do. Right. Uh, instead of just following me around. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, at, you know, as things got going, he was like, he was like, oh, this is actually really interesting to learn about. And he got really into photography on his own um, and started researching techniques and equipment. And uh, then we both became got pretty into photography when um, we when he bought a DSLR. Uh, so in terms of our photography these days, um, Mike usually does the actual shooting of our photos and I'm doing uh-huh. most of the editing. Oh, okay. Um, so like he'll, he'll, he'll be doing the shoot and then I'll take the photos back. I'll call them down to the, the ones that we think are the best and then, um, do the editing in Adobe Lightroom and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, of the two of us, he probably has a better technical knowledge of <laughs> photography 
whereas I'm more like I, I'm more of like an eye for detail and right. kind of picking up some sort of um, kind of artistic design to the shoot. Um, so like the two of us work a lot together, like even though he's shooting the photos at at you know, on location, say with like another costumer, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be discussing like what, what we want the shot to look like, um, you know, what, what we can do to get a particular look. Um, we're bouncing ideas off each other. Uh, and that, that's, that's really fun. Like it's fun for me and Mike to work together kind of as like a joint photography team and then have another cosplayer there too, so that we can also talk right. to them and be like, what are you, what's this costume about? What are you doing? Like, if we were to try this, what do you think of that? Um, and it kind of becomes like a really nice back and forth. I have a friend that's a photographer and I help her with sessions every once in a while. And a lot of times she's just like, wait, what do you think about this? How, what can you see that I'm not seeing? You know, like it just an extra set of eyes. And then like, if you're posing people that maybe aren't understanding what you're telling them verbally about poses, helping get them posed the right way or turned the right way. And, um, and then, like you said, on top of it, getting to meet more cosplayers and talk to them and learn about them. Like, that's been a great part of the podcast for us is the connections we've made with cosplayers, um, you know, and, and getting to learn about them and, and hearing about their, like you said, their techniques and bouncing ideas off of them. Like, that has been so rewarding for us. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly like, that's a really fun part of the process. I think it's probably somewhere with you guys getting to talk to cosplayers about their work. Like when we show up at a shoot and someone's like, oh, I have this costume. I want photos of it. You know, we talk to them like a lot of people who we work with have like historical costumes or historical mashup costumes. So we'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, we know these locations that would be appropriate for that time period. What do you think of that? We'll bounce ideas off before the shoot. And then when we get there, you know, ask them like, well, what are you proud of in this costume? What do you want to show off? Uh, right like, yeah did you do something cool with your hair or your accessories or something you want uh to, to feature um and then me and michael talk about like okay how can we do that given this environment that we're shooting in so that's that's all really cool like it's um it's it's fun that i get to do that with my husband and then also that we get to meet more people and see their really cool work through that process um i imagine that it is comforting to the cosplayers being shot as well um that they have a cosplayer on the other side of the lens as well, you know, like um, helping make sure, because I, you know, I feel like you could as a cosplayer go to a photographer that doesn't understand cosplay or, you know, costuming and they wouldn't maybe know what to focus on. But like you said, you're there and you're like, wait a minute. Like they said, they really like this part of the costume or they worked really hard on it. Like let's really focus on that or let's make sure, you know, that we, we highlight that part of it. And that, so that's gotta be really, comforting to the the person being photographed I would imagine yeah no I think that's a really good point I think um especially so like Mike's used to shooting me uh and so like he's seen a lot of like (laughs) I mean he watches me make a costume right so Mm -hmm. he's experienced that too I think that that's uh yeah that is the strength of us in terms of photography that um I mean also like uh there are some things that like a photographer who hasn't ever worn a costume might not know like you got to watch to make sure your wig is not like doing some weird thing right now or, um, or do I have lipstick on my teeth? Like this type of, you know, really basic things that like we think about sometimes as cosplayers that if like a photographer shows up um, and hasn't ever like had to wear a costume all day, might not know. Right. Um, So yeah, there's some of that. 
Uh, Mike has worn. Co- I have gotten him to cosplay with me. Um, he he's yeah. done a Batman with me, and um, he he wears historical sometimes. So he also has some of that perspective, um, right? Which which I think is also helpful. So like he's he's seen some of that as well. Um, I get to right. subject him to having photos of him taken by <laughs> me sometimes. So he's he's experienced that as well. That's awesome. Um, okay, what is your favorite part of cosplaying? Okay, so I think I, so I have like two things for this question. Um, one thing about creating uh, costumes and one thing about uh, photography. So on, um, on the costume making part, I actually find some parts of hand sewing really relaxing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's not you sit there um, with something that's, uh, you can watch like TV while you're working on it. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, I think when I'm making uh, a historical costume from a period where there weren't sewing machines, they are constructed in a way that you, you know you would do it by hand. So like those right. are like they lend themselves really easily to hand sewing. Um, and uh, working on that kind of at my own pace is I, I really enjoy. Um, in terms of, uh, photography, uh, I really love the feeling when I can tell that we're really nailing a shoot, uh, you know, if I'm the cosplayer or if we're working with somebody else, like if I can see that the photos on the back of the camera are going to come out, are already coming out great. Or if I've gotten the memory card into my computer and I'm looking at, um, things to edit and I'm like, oh, these are going to be awesome. That's, that's just super exciting. (laughs) I, I get super, super jazzed about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So kind of uh, opposite side of that, what is your least favorite thing about cosplaying? And I'd like to know about the photography side of that too. Sure. Um, well, okay. So on the creating side, uh, the creating of costume side, uh, washing my fabric, <laughs> pre-washing fabric and then ironing <laughs> it. I don't know what like my magical power is, but somehow, somehow I always manage to get the fabric to be totally tangled up in the washing machine and then the dryer, like no matter what I do to, <laughs> to avoid that. Um, and then like, this is kind of part of the same theme. Uh, once I get the fabric out and I've ironed it all, I don't really like cutting out the actual pattern pieces. That is Jesse's least favorite part as well. Yeah. <laughs> see, like I sympathize. It's just like, I'm like, I've got pieces of fabric everywhere. <laughs> I'm like maybe down on the floor doing it. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not my favorite part of it. Is the space you Yeah, need. you have to get down on the floor, and then, like, I'm so old. Like, when I get up, I'm like, so oh, my old. Back, uh, <laughs> too, too old to be laying down on the floor for this. And then, like, if you, you have to be, so, like, I'm so nervous that I'm going to cut something wrong mm-hmm. and the fabric's ruined. Like, it's just, I hate it. I have I have a pattern that I just bought when I went on my pattern shopping spree and my uh, fabric that I ordered from Mood in New York that I spent a good deal of money on that I... And like just waiting, like till I'm brave enough to cut it. Yeah, that first cut, it's like very intimidating. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, I've been there. Um, I've also, I have one. So because I do so much historical, I usually am making things that don't have pants on them, right? So I'm making like dresses mm-hmm. for myself. So it's skirts, mm-hmm. not pants. So like the few times that I've made pants, um, I like, I think I've done this two or three times. I've cut out two like left legs. And it's, yeah. and it's so disappointing. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh no, like how did that happen? <laughs> or I put sleeves inside out, like on the wrong side. So they go in and yeah. out. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do I, I, now I have two of one side. <laughs> this is not helping. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's happened to me multiple <laughs> times. Um, let's what see. Makes me feel better that I'm not. Oh, alone you are not alone. Right. <laughs> no, I actually have written. Like I said, if nothing else, talking to cosplayers has made me go, "Oh, I'm not such a screw up after yeah. all." Yeah. No, I actually have written on some patterns. Like, don't cut out two of one side. Like, I just have it written on there because I've done it so many times. Um, let's see. So you also asked uh, least favorite part of um, on the photography side. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, I would say that. Uh, I get really worked up right before a shoot uh, uh-huh. and that like period right before the cosplayer shows up where I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm also like, oh man, am I going to screw this up? Like there's the third, you know, it's me and Mike sometimes, but there's a third person who's coming here that I really don't want right. to, I really don't want to mess up their photos or their experience. Um, so like I, maybe it's like an unrealistically high standard, but I, I sometimes get like super nervous right before that. Once we get going, I'm cool. But like that, that like 10 to 15 minutes beforehand before the person showed up, I'm like trying to think like, okay, we're going to do these things. And I'm probably overthinking it at that point. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, our brains are complicate, complicated places. So. Indeed. Um, okay. So you were talking about the historical costuming you do and how that, how you can, do a lot of hand stitching with that, which I also really enjoy. Um, what really has drawn you to the historical costume? Is it just a love of like period movies or uh, the actual history part of it? Or what, what was that drawing force? So uh, yeah, as I mentioned before um, earlier, I, I definitely started out as being inspired by um by things like watching maybe Pride and Prejudice miniseries or various movies, um, mm-hmm. a lot of those types of um, period adaptation um, movies and TV shows. That's definitely what started it. You know, you see that stuff on screen and you're like, oh, so pretty. I want, I want it. Um, and then, yeah, I've kept with it. I, I was counting. I, I, I start, so I started in 2006. It's almost 15 years. Um, I've kept with uh, doing a lot of historical um, because I like the the challenge of trying to figure out how these things were actually made at the time. Mm-hmm. Like you see a painting or you see an existing extant garment in a museum collection and you know somebody made that uh, to be worn in their day-to-day life. Like how, how did they do it? And I'm not necessarily going to replicate that, but it's an interesting process to, to like figure out like, you know how did they do that right uh yeah you did uh as I was stalking your Instagram like I do with so many cosplayers um you have done a bunch of Regency looks um but I also noticed that you did an Outlander inspired look which I have also done Mm -hmm. and so that is also very (laughs) exciting for me to find somebody else who has done an Outlander cosplay yeah and that was another case of like I watched the show and I was like oh these are so cool looking like I want to <laughs> I want to try it too I know it I know I know I think I almost with historical shows like that like romanticize those outfits like I, I don't know that's the only word I can think of like I'm like oh my gosh like this story I love this story you know so I have to have that outfit that dress you yeah know? no I hear you I mean it's it's the mark of a good show um so Paige phrased this question a little bit dramatically <laughs> um do you I guess she she's phrased it as uh, social media colon a force for evil or good <laughs> in the cosplay community. So I guess more what we mean by that question is 
Um, what are your thoughts of pros and cons of social media, or do you think it's more relating to cosplay? Yeah, yeah. specifically with cosplay, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or both? What are your thoughts on that? I stand behind my face. <laughs> Evil, I like. I'm not a social media fan, and, but I think evil is still a little bit of a strong. Um, so I would say that on net, I think it's a social media has been a good thing for the community. Um, there's clearly some bad parts. Uh, I think you know we've all either experienced or or witnessed happen to some other people some some online harassment, uh, which I think that social media has has definitely encouraged uh to spread but at the same time it's just amazing uh the amount of information that gets shared on social media that's really positive and helpful and the breadth of people that you can meet uh when i started in 2006 with costuming and cosplay like we did not really have social media right so um we had some small communities on live journal uh, mm-hmm. so we had like message boards basically on live journal, um, and, uh, basically people were like blogging their, their builds, their dress diaries on live journal. And there were some like standalone websites and that was like it. Right. right. And, uh, and there were, it was just really hard to, if you wanted to learn something slightly specialized, like unless you knew somebody in your general local yeah. geographic area, it was really hard to learn there just wasn't um there just wasn't all the tutorials and things that we have now um and and it was also really hard to find people to just hang out with uh right to do these things um or to have like a costume event so like the fact that that's so much easier now like people just say like you know oh, here's how i made this here's like a video that shows exactly how i did it uh or if i'm like oh i would like to meet cosplayers in the city that i live in see what cons they're going to you can just go onto any of these social media websites or apps and do that like that's amazing that's absolutely amazing right yeah yeah like i said that's been like it's i don't know how we would have done the podcast without you know the original plan for the podcast was that we were going to cosplay and go to conventions and go to new conventions that we'd never been to and that was going to be like the driving force and then we were going to tell silly stories and talk about our cosplay builds and then you know we started it the like January 1st of 2020 (laughs) so we've not been able to do that which is what has led us into these interviews and uh, they have been uh, so amazing to do and I'm like how would we have done that without social media without like finding these cosplayers on social media and and getting to know them and reaching out to them, like, I don't know. That that has been a great, a great um, positive thing that social media has done, um, is been able to kind of push the podcast forward a little bit. So, and like I said, got us to meet a bunch of really cool cosplayers. Yeah, so. no, I mean, and that, that part, yeah, despite all the bad parts, I mean, that, that power to, like, connect all these people is just really cool. I mean, can you imagine if we didn't have social media and we were in this current situation where we, where we have no cons, like, right. like would people still be making costumes? Like what would we be doing? Right. I, I don't know really. Well, right. Because you know, there are a lot of cosplayers doing cosplays for TikToks or just to share on their Instagram right. and mm-hmm. stuff. And then we've, we've started doing cosplay challenges for the podcast and sharing them like our, our finished products and, and so it's kept us cosplaying, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, same here. These past years. Yeah, so. I think, like, I, 
uh, like Mike and I come up with ideas for shoots that we can do with just just ourselves um mm-hmm. and we've been able to keep doing that in the current in the current situation and it's we and we can still share it with somebody right like we could share it right. online I I assume that like I just don't think we would have I think our community would be much quieter <laughs> right now if Absolutely. it weren't for weren't for these platforms Absolutely. Okay, so looking back on all of your costume builds that you've done, do you have a favorite? Sure. So um, I thought of two, one, one like more straight cosplay and another one historical. So okay. on the cosplay side, uh, a couple years ago, I did a version of um, Jason Todd Red Hood um, from DC Comics. Uh, uh-huh. It's a male character, but I made it um, more a female version uh i like that one because i i picked the costume and then like realized later that it had like a lot of techniques uh involved that i did not know how to do so it was like uh (laughs) it was an interesting learning experience but it it turned out well in the sense that i i learned a bunch of stuff i did um foam armor for the first time i did sewing with leather and did not break my machine uh (laughs) i worked with uh, 3d printed parts for the first time um i didn't print them but i bought from other people um, and then mm-hmm. put together myself. So it, it like involved a lot of new stuff. And in the end, I really like, like it came out the way I, I wanted it to as well. So it was a great learning experience and the final product I was really happy with. Awesome. Um, on the historical side, I have a um, purple silk 1780s round gown um, that I made ooh, several years ago now. Um, and that was one where I, I had an idea on the basis of seeing a lot of, um, 1780s paintings, uh, mm-hmm. that I wanted to, that I wanted to replicate and, uh, and the undress just like it somehow like it, it ended up fitting and like looking exactly the way I wanted it to, uh, which does not always mm-hmm. happen. Uh, and right. <laughs> I still like, I made that, I probably made that like four or five years ago and I still wear it a bunch like I've worn it to so many different things that's awesome that's how I am with my outlander I have I've started slowly adding more pieces to it and Jesse has knitted me a few things for it and I so I have like different versions I can throw together mm-hmm. and make different looks with and wear them to different Ren, I mean obviously it has not been for a while but where did Ren fairs and right. stuff and and I love that I love the how versatile it is and how I can continue to wear it without completely revamping the entire thing i just i love it yeah i i love that about historical based costumes because i feel like they often Mm -hmm. lend themselves to a lot of different accessorizing right because like they're based on real clothes people were wearing so they had tons of extras that they would use in their daily lives so yeah you can change uh like the gloves you're wearing with the hat the you know different Mm -hmm. petticoats put a jacket over it the whole thing and that's uh that's nice yeah right so you get basically like you are getting like a like a wardrobe kind of uh right. feel out of it um so again i've got the opposite question <laughs> uh do you have a least favorite cosplay build uh yes so several this is also probably five or six years ago i made a 1770s francaise gown um Ooh. and i like it now but <laughs> i had to refit the bodice of that several times it was like the first no, three no. three or four times I wore it like every single time I'm like why like I've now discovered something else that doesn't fit it was just it was just a struggle um and it that was disappointing given it was something that I put a lot of time into and right. yeah it's just 
you know, like I, I had been trying it on a lot as I was making it, but some, you know, there's some things that you don't know how it's going to work right until you've worn it for a while. And that was one of those situations. Yeah. It's never fun to have happen to you. Um, Okay. So this kind of goes back to, I mean, it could go back to the social media, but how do you as a cosplayer deal with the feelings of the competing and comparison that can sometimes happen within the cosplay community? So I would say I'm I'm not particularly competitive as a cosplayer um, mm-hmm. in terms of wearing and building costumes. Uh, I'm probably most competitive against just myself um, in that right. I'm like, okay, this I want this to do this or to I you know I want to have um, crafted this to a certain standard um, that I've put in my head and that can put like pressure on myself. Um, but I don't know that I feel at a ton looking at other people's work. Um, just, just because of the way I build. Um, but I'm probably, I would say that I'm, I'm at least somewhat competitive with regards to photography. Um, I think it's, it's, it comes from a feeling of, I really want, if we're working with another cosplayer, I really want to deliver for them. Right. Like I, I feel like a, a responsibility there. Um, so if I see like other photographers, if I feel like their work is, is they're, they're doing like an awesome job. I'm like, okay, I got to like deliver the same thing for this person. Cause, right. cause I, I want to, I want to, to offer that to them. Um, uh, but at the same time, I think that that's been like a really good trigger to make me learn more. Um, so mm-hmm. like, I'll like, if I see a picture like on Instagram or something by a photographer that I'm like, Oh wow, that's amazing! And then I think, like, look at it, like, okay, like, how did they do this? Um, what, what, what did they do technique-wise to get this? Um, and then, you know, that has led to to us like actually talking to some other photographers. You know, like, right? Um, asking like, oh, you know, like, if I'm at a con or something and I see somebody using like a different piece of equipment and it looks like it's getting cool results, I might go up and ask them and be like, hey, what's what's this? And most people are nice enough to say like, oh yeah, like that's this, I do this for this reason, et cetera. Um, so like in the end, I think it's like been like positive, uh, a positive mm-hmm. push um, in, in the sense that like, it's made me just like learn more about how to do what we do. Yeah. I think uh, the same thing goes like for cosplay, like for the actual cosplayers too, where, you know, you see something and you're like, how did they make this? I, I made one of my, my favorite cosplayer friends that I've made um, uh, making a Loki helmet and she had a beautiful one and I messaged her out of the blue. I'd never talked to her before and asked her about her techniques and what she used and she messaged me back and we have texted and met and, you know, uh, gotten together at conventions and uh, it's just been a great friendship that came from, you know, the curiosity of like, how do I do that? How do I make that amazing thing? look halfway as good as that so yeah it's you know mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to lead to somewhere bad I guess is yeah. the, the takeaway from that is it can be a healthy competition or right uh, yeah I think like sometimes. there's gonna be like a productive way of like well that person seems to be doing a better job but like if you know <laughs> you, you don't want to be jealous about it you'd be like oh like how did they do it uh, you know like right. well, well let me figure this out or maybe they'll be nice enough to tell me um yeah, I mean, like, there are some, we have some um, local photographer friends that 
were really nice enough to explain to us what they were doing when we were getting started. Mm -hmm. And like now, like we might hang out together at a con and like do shoots together. And it's, it's great. Like we can help each other with equipment and we can say like, Oh, did you try out this location versus that? Like it's become, um, yeah, like a really positive interaction. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good answer. Uh, how, our next question, how would your life be different if you didn't get into cosplay? Uh, I'd like to think that I have a lot, that I would have a lot more free time and money. (laughs) Um, but if I'm being honest with myself, I would surely have picked up some other hobby that would be incredibly (laughs) expensive and time consuming. Uh, and I'd just be like obsessing over that instead. Like, uh, yeah, I, I imagine that I would, in the end, it it would be kind of similar, (laughs) my life experience. There's always going to be something else. Going to conventions this year. Right. Wish we did it. We yeah. found things to spend yeah. our money on. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I definitely have, yeah, still been buying things. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any future cosplays or cosplays in progress that you're really excited about? Um, yeah. So right now I am working on a Batgirl cosplay. Um, it's based mm-hmm. on um, the Stephanie Brown version of the character that appeared in the comics. It's a number of years ago. Um, and it's been on my to make list at least since like 2013 or something like a while. And, I, and when I first thought about making it, I didn't think I had like the skills to do it. Uh, so then mm-hmm. I like tried other cosplays that I also wanted to make, but like had some of the some of the techniques in them, but not like all at once uh, so that it was like mm-hmm. a learning process. And then uh, last year with more free time, uh, not having cons, I was like, okay, we're doing it. I'm going in. I'm going to make this costume. <laughs> um, so I started on it last summer. I'm going pretty slowly. Uh, I'm probably like 70 to 80% done with it uh, now. So I'm hoping I'll finish it this spring and Mike and I will go, we'll figure out some, some way to shoot photos. Awesome. It's it's been kind of interesting to see, you know, what co- what cosplayers are actually like motivated to do this year without conventions. Like, are they ones that are still working behind the scenes? Are they doing it, you know, smaller builds for social media, or are they just like, forget it, we're not doing anything right yeah. now? Yeah, no, yeah, and I, like, yeah, I think I, it's been interesting. Yeah, I totally understand people who are like, we're not doing it for a while. <laughs> I actually switched pretty much to just doing other crafts, like not. I still wanted to do something crafty, but I didn't necessarily want to make costumes, but I've gone mm-hmm. back and forth. Like I I'm still like, I'll basically rotate in a costume at some point. All right. Uh, our next question, who or what inspires you? Uh, for this, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, other people like friends in the community, um, both in terms of other cosplayers and, and photographers. Um, if, if I see like, uh, 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 cosplay photographer collaboration where they came up with some sort of concept or some some sort of like really cool location or something and put together a shoot uh mm-hmm. I find like the results of that type of stuff super inspiring right like right. was it uh that they were able to come up with like a location that worked super well with a, a new costume this person had and you know they the pictures come back like gorgeous like that when I see stuff like that where it was clearly like some sort of like collaborative partnership between the cosplayer and the photographer or photographers. Um, that's just, just, just so cool. 
we have several local friends who who do like a lot of that type of work um and when i see what comes up like i'm always excited to see what they're posting because like it, it's it's just cool and you can just see all the amount of work that went into it just on both the photographer and the cosplayer side right okay maybe the most important question we're going to ask you today but dc comics or star wars <laughs> I have to say DC Comics. I mean, I love I love Star Wars, um, but I actually haven't costumed from them maybe at all. Uh, really? Yeah, it's funny because like, I okay, I definitely made like Halloween costumes or that type of stuff from Star Wars back when I was in school. Right. But I don't know that I would say that I've cosplayed anything from Star Wars, which is actually wild for me to think about that. That's true. <laughs> uh, like I, you know, I love I love um, all the movies, and actually during. During these times, um, my husband and I have been wa- like catching up. We watched all of Clone Wars and we watched all of Rebels. Um, right. So like we love all that stuff, but uh, somehow it, I, yeah, I don't know why, but I haven't really made costumes from it. Um, whereas for like DC Comics, I clearly have made. <laughs> made right, right. I, I counted nine <laughs> nine Catwoman cosplays alone, um, and I, you know, I've done like a Robin. I we I helped the build for, with my husband for Batman. Um, I already mentioned like Red Hood. There's just right. like there's something. I mean, so those characters go back to like the 1940s. So I think part of it is just just the amazing variety that right. you have there. Like they've been in comics, movies, TV, um, just what's for what seems like forever. So <laughs> there's just so much to draw from. Absolutely. Um. So, do you prefer solo cosplays or group cosplays? Uh, probably solo. It's mostly because, like, I work slowly. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I find it difficult to stay with, uh, like, the compressed deadline you're likely to get if you're trying to both um, make a costume for, like, a con or something. Um, right. I did a few years ago. I organized um, a DC bombshells group, um, which is, like, vintage versions of um, – vintage and pinup versions of uh, DC Comics characters. Right. And uh, we did that – I did that for a couple local cons. And uh, I think we had, like, some – one con we had, like, nine people show up. Another con we had, like, 11 people show up. I thought it was going to be me and, like, two other people. So it was pretty cool <laughs> that it – Yeah, it's yeah, a good-sized group. Yeah, and we, um, we got some really awesome photos. Uh, I – my husband Mike would say that he prefers solo cosplays because he hates wrangling group shots <laughs> because, yes. uh, you know, like as a photographer, you're trying to get like more than four people to like look the same way or not be blinking. It's right. hard. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, okay. What has been the most challenging cosplay or costume that you've done to date? Um... So the, I have a 1990s purple Catwoman costume. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, like I have a lot of photos of that that I post. So the first time I, I've made that costume, I think probably three times. Uh, oh gosh, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's a full body, like unitard bodysuit. And for some reason, I could not get the length of that bodysuit correct. Like it just, the torso length was off every single time I did it. And uh so then I had to redo it (laughs) and it was it was challenging now I have like a pattern that is customized to me like after a lot of trial and error that I so I can make a bodysuit like that pretty easily but like that first time it was just it was such a pain and 
Uh, the worst part was like, I had finally, I thought gotten like a reasonable pattern. Uh, and I was sewing up the actual one and in my nice fabric. And uh, I had put in the zipper, which is like the most time intensive part. And then I managed to like singe a hole in the fabric with my oh. iron. <laughs> I was like pressing the zipper and I like slipped off the zipper onto the, I should have like been more careful with like a press cloth or something, but it was just like, I almost lost it there. I was like, this, this project needs to stop. Like, I'm done. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like I almost threw it away. Cause, uh, cause I, it, thankfully it was very small singe mark and I could patch it from the inside, but it was like, it's like, really <laughs> like this is happening now. Um, all right. So if funds and time were not an issue, you had unlimited of both. What would be your dream cosplay? Oh, um, probably something historical that has, um, with a lot of embroidery on it. I'm not exactly sure what that would be, but so I do some hand embroidery, um, but it's like always little things like, uh, like a coaster or something. Um, Mm -hmm. I have never had the patience to embroider like an entire costume, um, but like, for example, there's some really pretty embroidered like Regency ball gowns that are like extant in in a museum in museum collections. Like maybe probably reproducing something like that. Uh, do you think Regency is probably your favorite like era? Yeah, it's either Regency or 1780s. So it's either like yeah, like 1800 to like 1815 ish, or mm-hmm. um, or 1780s. Uh, I think just by dint of where I've lived uh, a lot of the historical events are from those eras um, just because I live on the East coast uh, um, like mid Atlantic and I used to live up in Boston. Like a lot of the historical sites are from those eras. So they like, if they have like a a ball or an event there, that was the period it was covering. So that's a lot of what I started off with. And I don't, I find that the, the clothing that from those type years really pretty. I totally agree. Do you, okay. I'm throwing you another random sure. question. Do you have a favorite period? Like if you're going for costumes alone, what's your favorite period movie or series? Ooh, it's definitely changed like over the years. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the nineties pride and prejudice was like, was yeah. like my first, like, Oh my God, what is this? It's this amazing. Um, most recently, I was really impressed with the new Emma movie that came out last year. Yes, it was so good. Yeah, like they made some, Those like they definitely costumes. took some artistic license, but I mean, there's tons of things right. where you can look at it and you're like, oh my God, I know exactly what original gown from like, for example, like the Victoria and Albert Museum they used for that. Like you can look at it and be really? like, yeah, like they, they certainly, like, like I said, they took some artistic license, but they certainly did their research beforehand. Um, and the colors they used too were just beautiful like it's all sorts of different colors really bright right yes they were beautiful for sure awesome answer that was just my own personal curiosity <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> no problem um, okay uh do you have a favorite convention or uh cosplay story uh so uh maybe two maybe two about two years ago we got to meet um the author tom king um he was the writer of batman uh the comic at that time and my husband and i mike and i were wearing costumes from an issue that he had written and he took a picture with us and he signed our comics and he was like super nice like he saw the costumes and he was like oh my god you know like that one of those great reactions so um i really love his writing tom king's writing and being able to do that 
um, and meet him like that was was awesome. That is awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, next question. What is something that you would want to tell yourself if you could uh, go back and say something to yourself when you first started out in cosplay or to anyone that's just starting out in cosplay? And I'd like to know this also on the photography side, like something you want people you wish you would have known, like during your first shoots or um, as a photographer, what you want would want cosplayers to know. Sure. Um just throwing all kinds <laughs> throwing of all like, these questions in here. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, so uh, I would want to, as a beginner cosplayer, I'd want to tell myself to make a mock-up first. <laughs> Start with a cheap fabric. Uh, you, you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is a popular. I've been answer. burned many times. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like also as a beginner, like sewing basically sewing at least part of the garment twice is like a very good learning experience <laughs> like you could screw up um you know some of the sewing on the first one and then by the time you get the right. second one you're going to be so much more confident and i think less likely to make mistakes right let's see as a as a photographer starting out um I think uh, you shouldn't be shy about asking questions. As I was saying earlier, we learned a ton early on by talking to other people who were also doing cosplay shoots and being like, mm-hmm. so like, what do you, you know, where are you shooting? Like what, what equipment are you using? Um, you know, how did you do that? Uh, we would not have learned nearly as quickly if we hadn't um, basically just gone up to people and started asking questions. Um, right. Another thing I would tell uh, photographers is like maybe try being basically the model for a shoot uh, once mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get like an idea of what it's like. Because um, like for me, like having done both, both being a photographer and a cosplayer, like there are times when I'm like, oh, like the cosplayer is probably wondering what the heck I'm doing right now. I should tell them <laughs> like, you know, like there's things that you wouldn't know might be mysterious to like the, the person on the other side. Um of the shoot uh if you haven't like tried both to a certain extent um like uh like i have i have some friends who are primarily photographers but they've said like they've really appreciated even if it wasn't like a costume shoot like they just went to go get like a nice portrait photo of them taken like Mm -hmm. remembering what that's like to be on the other side of the camera was super educational for them um like Mm -hmm what works in terms of explaining like you need to turn your head this way versus that you know all that type of stuff yeah awesome um okay so uh gloria we are so glad you were uh, able to make it with us today on the interview can you give everybody an idea of where they can find you um and all of your awesome work on social media sure um so we are at in the long run designs on instagram and facebook we are at Long Run Designs on Twitter, um, and I actually sell some historically inspired jewelry on Etsy at inthelongrun.etsy.com. Ooh, <laughs> something we didn't know. <laughs> uh, well, once again, thank you so much for being on. It was awesome to get to know you and a little bit more about, uh, like I said, cosplay photography isn't something we know very much about. So I'm a terrible photographer in general, honestly. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, it was my pleasure to talk about it. Awesome. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you both so much for the invitation. I have been listening to your guys' uh, podcast from close to the beginning. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, really? I have. So I was like oh super, God. super excited to. Yeah, we know we, we don't. Know. Yeah, we know we have listeners, but we really have no idea who they are. Like, <laughs> so I, I, that is so I, awesome. I am a listener. Yeah, I think. I'm glad you waited till the end to say that. <laughs> yeah, it would have made me more nervous. Yeah. So like last, I think last year around like Katsukon, so it would have been like last February. I like. Oh yeah, that was right after. Yeah, like started. I found yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah, so I've been listening from close to when you started. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, but uh, I've enjoyed it. I I I love your interviews that you guys have been doing. Your cosplay challenges, all of it. It's super super fun to listen to. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Uh, <laughs> that's Jesse's little uh, transition it's, it's music. Right connection, yeah. like we're for sure. If this podcast ever becomes super duper popular, that's for sure we're gonna get copy strike. Jesse is know. the only one that can play music. It's all her. Set audio. Um. So we hope that you. Were you just that was you throwing me under yeah. the copyright yeah, bus? That's right. When Disney comes for me in the night. Yep. Uh. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh. We really enjoyed getting to know Gloria. And and uh, we love getting to know like who's actually listening to the podcast. Yeah. Like you said, if you're- it's so nice. Like we see the numbers, we know there's people listening, but <laughs> it's so nice to like have a face to put yeah. to it. So yeah. so if you are listening and you're you've been thinking about emailing or contacting us on social media, please do. We don't bite. I bite. <laughs> I've been a I've been a kid once. Um, so uh yeah if you want to follow along with us we're on social media we are on facebook and instagram at cosplay and cocktails pod um we're also over on twitter at cosplay pod gosh man forgot what i was saying uh you can also send us an email and tell us like hey i'm listening to your podcast and i'm here um, you can send us a lot of stuff, and Jesse's going to tell you about that now. Yeah, you know, if you're like me and you're not a huge social media fan or you don't just feel alienated by it, uh, you can head on over to our email. You can email us episode ideas, corrections. Again, we always – I try to get it out as early as possible because I don't want to forget it because we really do want you guys to correct us. We say something that's wrong. Uh, cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes, good tea blends we could try as the su- stuff starts heating up. We're going to be looking for more refreshing beverages. Actually, it's beautiful here today, so we're going to go do some outside stuff. Yeah. Enjoy the outdoors. It's uh, a whole, it's a whole almost 60 degrees in Illinois, so. It is so. 12 and a half. That's not. Uh, that's Celsius, folks. I'm a scientist. So I was like, <laughs> what is that equal? 12 and a half would be like probably high 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else can they send to the email? Uh, you can send us. Um, um, you can send us. I said cocktail recipes, mocktail recipes, episode ideas, cosplay challenges for us. Again, I know we said it before, but even if it's one you've done before, it doesn't have to be, you know, like the most original idea. Um, just one you think would that be we've cool. not done or thought of. Yeah, because like I said, we it, it we enjoy. I feel like there's more incentive to not cheat or not to just give up on it when it's not one that we've come up with, yeah. and not to just dismiss it. Because if you come up with something and I'm not into it, like I said, we're, we both you'll go mm, no. and I'll go. Never mind, we don't have to do that one. Right. Like or and then vice, and vice versa. versa. Right. So, um, you've got a cosplay challenge. You we know. want to hear it. Nerd news we can share. Army Hammer news. Army Hammer hot, hot goss. goss. Oh my gosh! If you got the hot goss on Army Hammer, please, please. Uh, oh my gosh, we should have his aunt on the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, 
like, like seriously. She wrote a book about the I whole know. family. Oh, yeah. I think she's got another one coming out. Like oh, we should be like, come and be on our podcast as press for your book. We love you. Please, please, please. It has our podcast has nothing to do with. I, uh, we, we'll do a special. It's nerd news. He's a pop culture person. I'm sure someone has cosplayed as his Lone Ranger before. I'm sure. We want to see it. Send us your army hammer cosplay. Somebody has probably cosplayed as the Winklevosses. Man. I, so, there's got to be see his it. characters. What, he was on like the Gossip Girl or something. He was a Gossip Girl. See, I'm, I'm betting there's some army hammer cosplays out there. So anyway. Let's see him. Well, yeah, let's see him. And also, if you are army hammer's aunt or you know army hammer's aunt. Right. Uh, that can spill all the tea and give us the hot goss because we turned into, um, you know, uh, like just specifically this has turned us into something about the pandemic. And I think (laughs) like just, yeah, we're into army hammer hot goss. We're like two ladies at the hair salon waiting for their, uh, perms to to set. (laughs) Well, I read in Us Weekly. I slide over to you in your, in your dryer chair <laughs> right. and I'm like, have you heard the have latest Army heard? Hammer news? And you you lower, you raise your hood and you're like, <laughs> Army Hammer, hot gods? <laughs> Actually, here's a, a cork board I have with red string. <laughs> I just so happen to bring it to the salon with me. So yeah, if you've got Army Hammer, Hot Goss, that's something you want. We might be interested. Uh, as always, weird fish picks, interesting plants and mushrooms, science facts, nerd news that we can use for our nerd news segment, questions we can use for I'm going to ask you a question Answers segment. to the questions. Right. Answers, like I said, those questions are for you guys too, not just for us. Maybe we should start posting them on social media too when we post That's a good idea. Episode. Yeah, I have one every once in a while. Yeah. Don't um, get too excited. Um, uh, where can they send all that to? You can send it to our email, which is cosplayingcocktailspod at gmail.com. Uh, that's gmail.com. Um, okay, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Do you want to play us out of here?